Hello, everyone. You're listening to Law School in Brief with Lydia and Megan. (laughs) (laughs) And it is daylight outside for maybe the first time that we've ever recorded this. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I recognize your voice by the light of day. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the nocturnal creature. Yes. How Um, you doing? friend, I've been better. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Okay. I just, listeners, you may remember that a few weeks ago, I was very sick. I had an upper respiratory infection. Guess what? I'm sick again. (laughs) Is it an upper respiratory infection or did you actually get like the flu? I don't have the flu. No. Excellent. Um, Excellent. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm hawking up some gross stuff and uh, just tired and it's, everybody's been telling me that spring in North Carolina just comes for you because all the pollen in the air and while it's not spring um, it's been warm (laughs) enough to not have the killing frost so actually all the trees are starting to bud Um, and I'm wondering if maybe that's part of it too but I've never been allergic to things before then again I've lived in the desert my whole life (laughs) (laughs) this is just like something else I don't understand allergies are horrible horrible you're you're like rubbing your eyes for hours and everyone's like don't touch your eyes and you're like but this is my curse now like I will just keep touching my eyes (laughs) yeah it's it's it feels a little bit like that Um, I don't even really enjoy the smell of flowers anymore because (laughs) sorry to get too deep too quickly (laughs) but (laughs) when I had allergies growing up in North Carolina I had to take Flonase which is this like you take it by squirting this stuff up your nose and they, they scented it like flowers so that you wouldn't hate it as much. But now what? I just hate the smell of flowers. <laughs> so at least you're not a child in North Carolina in the springtime, I guess. I suppose. <laughs> I'm just a stressed out law student in North Carolina in the winter. Mm, there's overlap. Yeah. <laughs> there's overlap yeah. Is How this are you? your low? Duh. Yeah, this will be this will be my low. <laughs> we'll make this my low. Last night before bed, I would I had been stuffy, like my nose had been stuffy for so long yeah. that I was like Adam asked me a question about toothpaste and I just turned to him and I started to tear up and I was like <laughs> like that's how tired I am of being sick. It was a simple question. <laughs> It was like, do you like this toothpaste? And I was too (laughs) tired to answer him. Like, I was just so... That's such a considerate question. Yeah. What a good man. I know. (laughs) Uh, Some toothpaste tastes really bad, though. It's true. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I bought toothpaste in bulk, like, two years ago, so I'm stuck with it. Anyways... And it's followed you all the way from Boston. To yeah, I'm not going to get Missouri. rid of perfectly good toothpaste. <laughs> Fair. There One is must also be frugal. a sickness going around WashU, like another round of, of the flu, a flu, and like who knows what else. And oh my gosh, do you remember how I was like pretty bummed that I didn't get the school funding to go abroad this summer for research on climate migration? Yes, the school is talking about pulling all of its international funding for the summer because of because, coronavirus. Oh. I hope they don't. Like, I think the solution is just to have students who want to take the risk sign a waiver and then students who don't, like, have career services, like, help them find something last minute. But I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I would have been – I wouldn't have updated my resume. I wouldn't have any cover letters written because, like, it would have been just done in November. You know, I would have thought that my – search would be done but wait i mean what about 
what about all the considerations of like those students not going abroad because they don't want the virus to spread any further? Well, I mean, <laughs> but that's not the school's decision to make. I suppose. But I mean, Elon actually, um, they had like 22 people uh, abroad in Italy and they have been sent back to the United States. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, I mean, I feel like if the CDC was like, you can't do this, whatever, I don't know, but just for the school to do it, I don't know. I haven't really looked into it. I just like, I just feel for my classmates who like had these plans to like, yeah, go, yeah, you know, South Africa and stuff like far away from, I don't know. I know. I, I told, I totally understand that. I totally get that. Well, okay. Can... So that's your, that's your low being sick. Yeah. What's um, yours? <laughs> I low. I also feel a little tired, but knock on wood, I, I hope I'm not sick again. Um, I. It's been so long since we recorded. It was actually my birthday last week, but that feels like a really long time ago because <laughs> uh, so much stuff has been due between then and now. But um, I don't know. I had to write my brief during my birthday weekend, and oh. I don't think it's my best work. I was pretty distracted with things I'll mention in my high, but, uh, like ultimate respect for people who are in parents, who, for who, people who are parents who are in law school. Like I was hanging out with like adults and trying to balance that with doing schoolwork and having to take care of other people and do schoolwork. I just don't like, I couldn't even write a good brief. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. You know? Um, so that's, I guess that's my low is just like, oops, there goes another birthday that I was not focused on, where I like couldn't like fully indulge in it. And oops, there goes another assignment where I couldn't fully give it my best work. So oh, not the lowest that, low, but just, you know, a, a thing, just like trying to be a human in law school. I, yeah, I feel like you could really sum up law school by by what you just said. It's like doing a couple things like in a mediocre fashion. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, the alternative would have been you like partied really hard and then submitted a shitty brief or <laughs> not celebrated at all a big milestone birthday with people that you love. I know. Right? <laughs> and turned in the best brief ever. Yep. There is no moderation. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. meh is kind of related. Maybe I'll do that and then ask you your meh. Okay. My meh is that I did oral arguments this week. Uh, so we, we basically turn in our brief uh-huh. and then that had to be done before these arguments because then we hear all of the arguments the other side makes. And like, if we had done that before briefs were due, we would all be like up editing <laughs> everything. But the format for us was like, we turn in the brief, then we kind of like sit down and like make a little summary of our brief and go in and we have eight minutes. The defendant goes first. I was on the defendant side. We just talk for eight minutes, including answering questions that the like judges, I'm putting air quotes because they were three L's who were volunteering, okay. um, ask us. And then the plaintiff talks for eight minutes and then the judges give us like feedback on how we did. I think it was people who were on mock trial who were giving us feedback. So that was great. Um, and I did, I signed up for two rounds because there were fewer defendants than plaintiffs and everyone needed to be matched up. So my strategy was the first round 
would just be practice, no pressure, just whatever, take whatever feedback I can get from the end of that. Uh-huh. And then the second round, crush it. I even, I even was like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to put on a British accent, and I'm just going to like dominate. You know, that was the plan. <laughs> put on <laughs> a British accent? Yeah, sure. You, you know, there's the <clears throat> American notion that British accents are more authoritative. Like I was just going to, I was going to fully own it. This is an ungraded assignment. I was oh, just like, I'm just ready to like, God. just like embody this like whatever that's not what happened at all because the first thing I, I totally crushed it because I had no pressure put no pressure on myself I did great and then the second one I went into a different classroom there was like different lighting on the podium and it felt more imposing I could barely spit out a complete sentence because I had told myself like you know this is you you can be perfect in this setting. You've already practiced. You know everything. Like you know what the judges are gonna say. All this stuff, and then I just couldn't. It was horrible. So, so, so it's my neck. Like, like it... mumbling with a British accent. I didn't do British. I didn't have any confidence at that point. So oh. I didn't do it. it just was like, um, I re- represent uh, my client. Um, you know, it just was so bad. But the first time was great. I didn't even really say like or um and. So that's why it's a meh, because there was one good thing and one bad thing. (laughs) But it's done. I feel great that it's done. And your brief is done? Yes. Yeah. So our brief was due today at four o'clock. So eight minutes ago. Whoa. Um, I can't believe you didn't work on it till the last minute and that you were preparing for a podcast instead. Uh, well, I learned my lesson last trimester because last trimester I did work on a brief until last minute and I nearly drove myself insane doing it. Okay. Um, yeah. So I actually turned mine in yesterday at noon because truly, Oh my gosh. Well, I had finished it a week ago and then I just spent this last week like tinkering with it. Um, so yeah, the pressure was off. (laughs) That is amazing. However, our teacher actually on, uh, Thursday, uh, yesterday, she hosted like this in-class uh, session where we, so, it, you know, it, it was similarly divided. Half the class was representing the plaintiff, the other half the defendant. And she asked people what their issues were and then what their best arguments were. And it struck this deep-seated panic in me. Like I physically almost couldn't even be in the classroom because I was like, my paper is done. Do not do this to me. Like, do not oh introduce more like things that I could talk about. We have a word limit. Like, I need to get out of here. Like, I think Brittany was looking at me like, are you okay? Like, do you need to go? Because I, I was just so done. I actually hadn't thought about that being the risk of doing work early is that then your professor gives you legitimately like more content to talk about that they've waited to tell you about because they're trying to introduce things like in a paced way but you didn't find that there were any like surprise arguments that you needed to that's great no but but just but just the idea that I would have to still be considering these things in the 11th hour like really Uh. threw me for a loop (laughs) I, I kept I think I kept hissing under my breath. We should have done this a week ago. We should have done this two weeks ago. Like, so, and I love this professor. So, I, oh, yeah. It's the sickness. It's not you. It's the sickness. It really is. I, I'm not me anymore. In fact, oh. yeah. Brittany said, I don't know you not sick. I think this is just part of your personality now. Oh. Yeah. I don't even, I don't remember me not sick. 
Wait, was that your meh? I forgot. We were just talking about the brief. Uh, yeah, my, my man was just that, you know, the trimester is coming to a close. My finals are in three weeks. I'm sick again. Okay. And the multimodal writing competition has never replied to my emails. So the thing that we submitted the podcast to? Yes. I want to be a winner, Megan. We so need, do I. What do I need to do? <laughs> so <laughs> they said in the competition rules that they were going to be sending out an email letting the winners know in February. Well, I have yet to receive an email, so I assume that well, tomorrow's leap day. So hey, little... <laughs> yeah. So either we didn't win, or they haven't actually announced the winners yet. Um, and I'm I've sure sent it's the <laughs> right. Well, I've sent. I, I've actually sent inquiry emails like, "Hey, do you guys have you named winners? Do you know when you'll name winners? That nobody has responded to me. I'm getting fully ghosted <laughs> by these people. Um, and they probably are like, why is this young woman latched onto this writing competition so hard? Maybe okay. they just, you know, we submitted one episode to them and maybe they just wanted to listen to all of them. Right. They've been busy binging law school yeah. brief. Right. Right. Oh, right. I am, oh, this is a tangent, but I think I found something that I'm going to be binging. Tell. The Netflix original Love is Blind. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Oh my God. Hold on. We can talk about it off air. Wait. Can we I've just only seen talk one about episode, it on air for like one I've minute. only seen one episode. I cried a little. Oh my God. No, you did not. At the end of the episode, the first episode? Come on. It was beautiful. Uh, She's a catch, dude. She's amazing. At the, at the end of the first episode, is one couple engaged? Yeah. Okay, I remember the. I'm. I'm like. I'm. I'm episode six. Like I'm okay. in it now. Okay, we'll um, we'll discuss this later. I don't have any formulated thoughts. I just when you said binge, I thought, oh yeah. Okay, well let me let let me just tell the listeners though, if you have not heard of or seen this show, Love Is Blind <laughs> on Netflix, it is a trashy reality television show, which is sort of my wheelhouse, <laughs> <laughs> and. Basically, the premise of the show is you have, I'm making up these numbers, but it's about, I want to say, maybe seven men and seven women, and they're living in separate apartments, and uh, during the day, they come together into these, what, what are called pods, where there are two people in the room, but they're separated by a really fancy dividing wall, and they are going on quote-unquote dates, so... They're getting to know each other sight unseen just by the content of their character. Um, and the premise of the show is that if the men find a woman that they like enough and if the woman likes the man enough, then completely sight unseen. I have to underscore this again. <laughs> the man proposes to the woman marriage. And Does the it have woman... to be the man proposing? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, there's many trashy elements to the show, so oh, that's just one of them. Okay. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> anyway, the women, they, they either say yes or no, but, I mean, they wouldn't have a show if they said no. So they all say yes. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then, so consider this, though. You know, all of the men and all of the women are talking to each other at various points, and so they're formulating opinions about people without having ever seen them. So you'll see men or women be like oh I like this person but I also like this person and then they kind of have to like it's just like this weird expedited dating um but everyone who's on the show like wants to be married like yes. they 
it's funny because they're like, online dating is so bad that I'm willing to do this. Like, <laughs> I just want to be married. I'm like, whoa, whoa, all right. Really? Okay. So I think that the angle is online dating is so soulless. You're just judged on the way that you look, yeah, your yeah. shell, your exterior. We want to get to know you from what's on the inside. The marriage component is what makes the show so <laughs> yes. campy. It's like under no circumstances should you or do you need to marry someone <laughs> that you've only spoken to for yeah. le- a week? Maybe it's a week tops, but tops. The, but you don't even have to wait. Holy! <laughs> and then if you get engaged, you get they like like plan your wedding. You get married in like thirty days or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So so all the engaged couples go to Mexico, and that's where. It, and I also worth noting. Um, Sounds great. Yeah, I mean for that alone, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it is also worth noting that everybody is always drinking on the show like they're never without a drink in their hand so that seems to be part of the reality show like structure though absolutely absolutely um okay we'll have to revisit this topic of conversation oh man so if you're in law school and you're looking for a brain break (laughs) this is it this is the brain break you want if you're thinking of going to law school and you've never watched trashy reality tv show and you think you're above it just be a little (laughs) (laughs) open-minded to what you might need yeah this might be what you need (laughs) you might become us you think you're better than us now but that's which is fine um but it might not last (laughs) okay so do you have a high other than watching um six episodes of love's blind um well my parents are actually coming to town this week oh fun yeah so it's a future high but it's a very near future high mm-hmm. and i'm looking forward to seeing them i haven't seen them since the fall so oh yeah because they're coming from so far away yeah so far away and they've never been to north carolina nice so, yeah i'll have to show them all the places that get me sick <laughs> <laughs> Right. This place Take is sick. <laughs> uh, yeah. My high is similar. Over my birthday weekend, um, my mom came into town and we did a lot of like touristy things, but I just hadn't done any of them. Because you, when you move somewhere to school, for school, you don't... I guess some people came early and they did explore the city, but I just kind of moved here and then started going to class. So I finally went to the Arch. Oh, the St. Louis Arch. Yes. Went, went to the top. You can go. You, there's a little elevator. It goes to the top of the arch. I had not realized that. Gotta love accessibility. It's I didn't very realize cool. the arch was the type of thing you could go on top of. I thought it was just the type of thing you could like admire from the ground. That's what I thought too. Oh. But no, you can go inside of it. I wouldn't, I don't, I wouldn't classify these elevators as accessible. They're like okay. little pods that are very cramped and there's a lot of steps involved as well on either end um so i don't want to mislead anyone into thinking that it's accessible but um the arch is cool and we went out to eat a lot went to a concert and stuff it was great and my classmates were really sweet too they made me cupcakes another classmate made me a cake got a card got a poem i was like i love you guys Good. I'm glad that they're treating you the way you should be treated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if um, I were there, I would have made you 30 cupcakes. Oh, were you the one who gave me the Reese's eggs or was that my mom? That was me. I had never had those and I kind of forgot that they'd be full of Reese's pieces. Yes. And they fell all over me. It was very dramatic. It was awesome. Oh, good. <laughs> I love it. 
good. So I think that's my, I can't remember. Oh, okay. This was a highlight. <laughs> my mom took me to the grocery store and it was kind of just like a, I'm making a gesture where I'm like pointing out to like all the land the light touches right and then i was just going down the aisles just being like i want this snack i want this cereal i want these frozen dumplings and my mom was like you want two bags of frozen dumplings i was like yeah i want two bags of frozen dumplings whoa incredible Uh, my house has a lot of food in it now daddy warbucks coming through (laughs) yeah that's funny i feel like that is the adult equivalent of a kid. It was amazing. Of, of a kid getting like a hundred dollars and being turned loose in a in a toy store. 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 <laughs> Shop store. Store. <laughs> uh, oh god. We can start the episode over. I'm what? <laughs> no, we cannot. I'm just kidding. Um yeah, that was amazing. So that's my update i think great these are great updates yeah brief oral arguments and grocery store trip i think is a encapsulation and then i think we don't have like a huge theme of this week this might actually be law school in brief but if you're preparing for your crim final uh-huh um do you have like the outline in front of you? Cause I just like drafted some questions I can ask you about. You can help explain it to me and then maybe that'll help you review. Yeah, absolutely. I actually do have my outline pretty close by. Um, Okay. My one question about the outline is, can you read the entire outline out loud to me? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, For so many reasons. No, (laughs) but (laughs) But the most interesting reason I think might be that this is, it's really more of a visual outline. There are a lot of pictures and my outlines last trimester were not like that at all. These are all handwritten and they have like diagrams and it's, yeah, it's way more interactive. Okay. I'm impressed. (laughs) Um, Okay. I just have a couple questions. Maybe um, to start out with like what is the deal with criminal law why is it different from civil law like torts or other areas of law that we have talked about all pretty much all the other classes that we're taking what's the deal with criminal law well criminal law is different from torts kind of like for one of the reasons you just said torts is civil law meaning it's people suing people for basically to become whole again like you smashed into my car. I, I want my car to be re- restored to its value before you smashed it. I'm suing you for damages, right? Criminal law, it's all about penalizing people who engage in morally blameworthy behavior. So whenever you see, um, whenever you see a case name for a, a criminal lawsuit, it's usually like the people versus OJ Simpson. And the people are like a nebulous they they're the citizens of the city county state um where the crime was committed uh so the whole idea behind criminal law is to deter people from doing things that would be considered morally blameworthy against society 
Um, does that so kind of like people versus or like state versus or yeah state yeah versus? okay see I'm like asking basic questions pretending it's for the sake of the audience but really I just like need to hear you say these things and that was very well put very oh, succinct well, thank you um, okay related to that uh-huh. so my professor talks a lot about if a state's if a like criminal scheme in a state is based on the common law or on the model penal code. Do you talk about that? Can you talk about the difference between those things? So I'm probably not the greatest authority on this one. Um, We do talk about it, but it's in sort of a more abstract way. So from what I understand, the model penal code is, um, it's not necessarily a binding set of laws, but it is a more uniform set of laws that can be applied across state jurisdictions. Um, whereas the common law is judge-made law, so that's more state-specific. Um, I'm trying to think of like a good ex- so so we read a case where uh, somebody had taken a bunch of drugs and then committed a murder. This is in Montana, and mm. they wanted to use the defense of intoxication, which is a pretty, uh, that's kind of a long shot defense. So if you murder somebody, or let me back up, if you take a bunch of drugs um, on your own free will because you feel like it, right, this yeah. is a voluntary act that you're committing, there's a mind-body connection there, you see drugs, you put drugs in hand, you put you take hand, put to mouth, ingest drugs, right? Like you've you've done drugs because you wanted to. So to then use that as a defense and say, I was on drugs, that's why I killed this person, it doesn't really hold water. Um, However, certain states uh, can decide whether or not they will, or not certain, I should say states in general, can decide when and if they would like to adopt certain laws um, or view them or admit them to court as a valid defense. Um, and in this case, Montana, I believe, if I remember correctly, allowed the uh, intoxication defense, but it didn't work. Whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were like, you can try, but it's, it's not going to go well for you. Um, but that was an example of, yeah, of a state taking i think uh, it was like a more general law something in the model penal code again don't quote me this is i'm i've been yeah, put on the spot been... i don't have notes for this okay so. sorry it's been with something that we've talked about in class a lot and i think my professor phrased it differently so i can try to i mean not right now cuz again i'm i'm putting us both on the spot dang it <laughs> but i'll come back next episode and and give that explanation because I don't really know either. That was definitely one of the things I was like, maybe Megan can just explain this to me. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, no. But it's something that like my professor really like goes in on, and mm. I doubt that every professor does that. Yeah, our professor actually he loves to talk about policy arguments. So, <laughs> okay, which, like which totally threw me for a loop. Um, because on the midterm there were were a bunch of multiple choice questions <laughs> that felt like they were getting to, so. So a policy argument is like either moral or utility, um, basically trying to say like, does this law apply or appeal to people's morals? Like, should it be adopted because it's consistent with what's generally accepted in society? 
the goal being like a system in which laws um, are consistent with and promote moral values. Uh, so he likes to he likes to get into sort of the the more philosophical side of why criminal law, why the oh, law of crimes. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Kind of hard to like talk about on an exam, though. Yeah, in a way that you know he will give you good points for. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> sorry. Um, you're getting me sick, Megan. Oh <laughs> <kidding>. no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so our class has also spent a ton of time <clears throat> talking about mens rea. Mm. Can you define that and maybe give me like a different, like a recap of different mens rea requirements for different crimes? Because it seems like not all of them require mens rea and some do, but it's like phrased differently, you know? Yeah, I mean, I can try because this, this was the hardest part so far of the course for me. Um and I think it might be the way that our professor has it uh, organized, but I'll give it a shot. Okay. So, so mens rea is a fancy Latin term for like mental state. Um, and for all crimes, you need an act, which is like the overt act toward the crime or the crime itself, plus the mental state required, um, plus the result to equal the crime. So when you think about um, something like murder, you have to actually, okay, so murder is the unlawful killing of another human being with malice of forethought, right? And within those rules are the mental state. Um, you have malice of forethought. Uh, you have the act, which is the unlawful killing and, or yeah, the act is the unlawful killing and the result is the death of a human. <clears throat> um, okay. does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, so then we have our course organized by our, we have three different mental states, uh, or I'm sorry, we actually have, see, this is where I get kind of tripped up. We have intentions and then we have different mental states. So like specific so, intent or general intent. Like, yeah. So we, talk about that? Okay. Yeah. So we have specific intent crimes, which are crimes like assault, burglary, larceny. These are crimes where, you were acting with knowledge and purpose, right? Like I knew that when I broke into this house, there, it, like there was going to be a substantial certainty that like I, my throwing of the rock through the window and my climbing in through the window was going to result in me like being in this house unlawfully. And that's um, your mens rea? Like your state of mind is that intention or are these two separate things? They're, they kind of speak to each other. So you're acting with intent, but that intentional action is done with purpose and knowledge. Ah, okay. So, so yeah, so you have these intents, these three specific intents you have, or that I shouldn't say it like that, you have, because that conflates, <laughs> that conflates a little bit. You have specific intent crimes, malice crimes, and general intent crimes, right? Mm -hmm. So then, for example, let me, let's do... Let's do one. Let's do, I don't know, conspiracy, right? So conspiracy is a specific intent crime, meaning that it needs the mental state of knowledge or purpose. Either one of them would satisfy conspiracy. Okay, uh, so even if you don't intend to be part of the conspiracy, if you just know about it and don't do anything about it, you're guilty? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. But I think I think in that case, your your non-action is as good as an action. Whoa. Yeah. So so deciding not to do something in some cases can be just as cult. You it'll make you just as culpable. Mm. Yeah. But then you have other crimes, um, like battery or rape or manslaughter, and those are general intent crimes, meaning like any of those four different mental states can apply the four mental states being purpose, knowledge, reckless, and negligent. Um, Mm. But as long as you can prove a baseline of negligence, like that, that mental state for that crime is satisfied. Okay. Yeah. And actually I have um, a a diagram that I would be happy to share with you. It really, yeah, it really, really helped me. I, I broke out all the different crimes and I sorted them by mental state and then at the yeah. top of it, I have what what my professor called the mental state mountain. Um, yeah, so at the bottom you have negligence because that's sort of the catch-all in criminal law. Like, if anything, this person behaved negligently. Right. Above that you have recklessness, um, which is, you know, just like a, a conscious disregard of, of something that has a high probability of occurring, right? And like then a not- you just you're just shooting, you don't know what... what- Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's totally of you're gonna harm someone. Yeah, yeah. And the knowledge is like a step above that. It, it, you know, you might be like shooting at somebody, um, and you have like a really good. Or I'm, I'm, I'm butchering this. <laughs> um, knowledge is basically the awareness that something is like most certainly going to occur. Like you're like ninety nine percent sure that this is going to happen. And then at the very top of the mountain is purpose. And when you're acting with purpose, you are doing something with the intention of producing a specific outcome. Okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. So, so pur- purpose is like the, the highest of the mental states because uh, it's, I guess it would be like the hardest to prove. Right. Yeah. Whereas negligence is like, yeah, like if you killed someone, you acted negligently, but if you murdered someone, you'd have to prove that this person mm-hmm. like, willfully premeditated this murder and it was deliberate and it was Mm. thought out and they had an opportunity to like consider the consequences and then did it anyway. So the higher up on the mental, on the uh, mental state mountain you get, the more difficult it becomes to actually uh, prove all the different elements that will satisfy that crime. So. Interesting. Okay. I can't wait to see that. I need that. (laughs) We talked about homicide for most of the semester so far. What other crimes have... Oh, and we talked about... We've also talked about sexual assault. What other things have you guys talked about? Because there's, like, so many crimes, but so little time. (laughs) I regret saying that. But the semester is short. (laughs) The semester is just short. Right. You know? Um. Well, hello. Oh, Harper. Hey. Buddy. Harper's here, and Adam just came home. Hey, y'all. Hello. Um, I hate to do this to you, but I'm gonna close the door. <laughs> Hold on one second, loyal followers. Oh wait, just kidding. Adam got the door. Sorry. This is what we get for recording in the middle of the day. <laughs> I know. Right? We run the risk. I was just <laughs> over here with my door open. Oh, crazy. Um, okay, so crimes that we've talked about. We we actually, I think the only crimes we have not covered are sexual assault crimes. Okay. Those are the last ones. Um, 
this week we got to inchoate crimes. So that's a fancy word for incomplete. Oh. Um, and those crimes are solicitation, attempt, and conspiracy. Um, but, you know, we, we the course isn't really broken up by crime so much. Really? What's it broken up by? Like element? Um, it's, it, yeah, like it started off with talking more about like the policy behind law, who makes law, and then it went into mental state, act, result, um, and then, and then crimes and defenses. So crimes is really just like one of the five main pillars of the class. Whoa. Yeah. That's amazing. There's a lot of other stuff going on. Well, so I wonder, I think you maybe just answered my last question, but maybe not. Um, it, so when you're approaching a like criminal law hypo that's on an exam that's just full of stuff you could talk about, what's your approach? Like, what's your checklist? It almost sounds like your checklist is like the order of things in class. No. But do you have something more specific? <laughs> so I actually, the first time I wrote out uh, a criminal law answer, I broke my answer down by act, result, mental state, and then crime minus defense. And yeah. that is not the way we are supposed to be writing out our answers, apparently. Ah, okay. Yeah. So let's say, for example, the prompt is, I mean, usually these prompts are just full of issue spotting um, moments. But let's say the call of the question is, what crimes did Sally commit? Um, I would go through and I would write out all the crimes that I think she committed and then within that crime, let's say I think Sally committed like a battery. Um, within that crime, I would do a little mini IRAC. So issue, rule, like rule. If I think she's guilty of battery, I would write out what a battery is. Um, and then application. And then in the application system, that is, or, or it, I said this, in the application uh, paragraph, I would talk about the act, result, and mental state. So, like, the, I would say something maybe like, the facts here show that Sally had the requisite mental state needed for battery because she, uh, you know, I, I forget, is battery general intent? <laughs> Specific intent? Um, I think it's general intent. It's I, negligence. It's, it's, I think it's negligence. Oh, my God. Where are my know. notes? Ah, I just remember yes. we've learned about battery and torts, but not in crim. So like, I know. I it's different. Know. So, okay, it, it is a general intent crime. Okay, yeah. So, so Sally satisfies the mental state re needed for battery um, because that's a general intent crime. And so all we have to show is that she behaved negligently. Sally behaved negligently when she walked into a room throwing a, a crowded room, throwing punches wantonly. <laughs> I don't know. Just, Sally's having a bad day. Um, yeah. yeah. And so it would be within that A section of the mini IRAC. Um, that I would go into act result mental I state. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Ah, well, you have an approach. You have a strategy. Are you oh, feeling I sure good do. about it? I am, because I think I told you that this trimester I've been going to a, count, uh, a counselor. Whoa, I am all kinds of slipping up today. <laughs> she is we my emotional over. support <laughs> tutor. <laughs> I've been going to a tutor. And um, she actually taught me how to how to answer the questions correctly and now it just That's feels awesome. mathematical you know like you can just go through and, okay, and so take you, them out you kind of agree with me that law is kind of math law school is kind of mathy i feel like did i, I ever tell you that it wasn't 
I, I think I said it on a previous episode, and, and maybe you just didn't fully endorse the idea. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, law is just writing math. It's it's literary math. <laughs> it's... <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of is. Yeah. Super and elemental. you feel good about your other exam, too, for contracts? I am. I I really I still like contracts a lot. Wow. Um, yeah. This is like my jam contracts. I think. Okay, we had a um I can't remember if I've already mentioned this. This is actually two weeks ago. We had a Bloomberg Law training. Uh-huh. It's like a competitor to Westlaw and LexisNexis and right. except it doesn't have any criminal law stuff on there, I don't think. So it's not exactly the same. But um they have the person who was giving us the training showed us how to, that they have um, like forms for like any contract you'd ever want to write and like deeds and just like anything that has like language that's used a lot. There's uh-huh. like a thing you can download. You can even upload your draft of a contract and it'll like point out what's different between your Whoa. contract and normal contract and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, hey, like we're set. Like let's just do contracts forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's just do that. This seems this seems like pretty easy. Um, oh man. I know. It's cool. That seems like a very cool service. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I gonna mention? Oh, I'm working on a crim law paper. Maybe I can put that on the blog. Maybe having Ooh. the incentive of knowing that other humans can read it will make me try harder. What kind of paper is this? I mean, aside from crim law. Like we're what are you doing to- it for? We're allowed to pick any topic. And so I've actually spent so much time doing this, even though I've heard he's a lenient grader, just because I'm like, oh, I can learn about something that like I want to learn about. (laughs) (laughs) And I went, so I'm like, oh, I want to talk about human trafficking because migration is not really part of criminal law, but human trafficking is a type of migration. Um, And so... I figured I would write about that. And then I had like narrowed it down to three different things that I would want to write about. And I went to my professor's office hours to ask him like, which one of these should I do? And he was like, oh, um, all of them. Just talk about like the areas of of human trafficking prosecution that like the gaps that there are, which are these things that you've just noticed and just figure out like how the statute should be changed so that that's not an issue. And I was like, cool. No big deal. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just do that. (laughs) Yeah, no. Don't, no sweat there. But yeah, I had, this is what I had narrowed it down to. So the first thing that I'm interested in wondering, knowing is, so like certain people who want to cross borders will hire um, someone to help them cross a border Uh illegally. Um, And, but they want to be crossing the border. That's very different than like someone who is a human trafficker who is bringing someone in against their will to be like uh, sex trafficked or something like that. Right. So I wonder, but from the law's point of view, that person who's moving other people is doing something illegal. So I wonder if there's a difference in prosecution for like the person who's helping people who want to do that versus people who are doing it against their will. Yeah. Um, I have no idea how I'm going to find the answer. I was like, have you figured it out? Yeah, no, I haven't at all. I was kind of hoping he would like lead me in a direction. Um, and cause I mean, if you strengthen borders, 
then people still are going to want to migrate. So I don't know. That was interesting to me. And then another thing I was thinking of is like, it's actually, there's just aren't that many like human trafficking cases when you go onto like Westlawn and Lexus. Um, I think it, it looks like it's kind of hard to put together like labor trafficking, for example, like a, a labor trafficking case and to like get someone on that. Uh, but prosecutors will go after like um, employers who are using trafficked employees on other things like insurance fraud or something like little because okay. it's like much easier to get them on that and shut down their business and then the people who are working there can work somewhere else. But I'm like, how do I find which insurance fraud cases are like actually because the there's like a human trafficking thing going on as well? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, if you're just searching in the databases, if there's an underlying motive, like some subjective intention, it's not written. <laughs> oh yeah. No, the, no, yeah. The prosecutor's not going to be like, insurance fraud and also this other thing that we can't prove but that we're pretty sure is happening right right and then i forget the other thing that i wanted to talk about too crap oh oh it was um the like since it's an international issue the jurisdictional reach that the u.s has to if like if there's people coming being trafficked from other places who are here or who are here and then being trafficked other places. And if their traffickers aren't citizens of the U S like how do you, how does the U S reach down and like prosecute? Like what are the limits there? I wonder what, if it would be international they... criminal law. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I well, haven't researched it yet. <laughs> well, that that's a thought. I learned that the international criminal court is in the Hague <laughs> oh, but that's not that's not like U.S. That wouldn't be a U.S. prosecutor. It would be like people in the U.S. working with the U.N., right? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I was just trying to throw out some facts. I'm, I'm going to do the research on that, too. But, yeah, that's Very where good. I'm at with crim laws, somehow researching all of those things and writing a 10-page paper <laughs> by next week. Oh, well, I... I know. That's why I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to study this stuff. I need all your diagrams because I'm not going to be able to like do anything other than write these papers that have nothing to do with the exam. Uh, the diagrams are coming right at you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to wish you hadn't asked. Well, what are, <laughs> is there anything that you're still hung up on in crim law? Because maybe I have some resources I can send you. Oh, that is a good question. Um... One that I don't currently have an answer to, <laughs> but I will, I will think on it and, and let you know. Cool. Yeah. Wow. It's still daylight and we're yeah. already wrapping up. Can you believe it? <laughs> Law school in brief, baby. <laughs> I've been holding in this cough for a very long time. <laughs> should I cut it off right now or should you cough and then I'll cut it off? <laughs> uh, I think I should cough off here. These ain't cute. Okay. Okay. <laughs> bye friend. Bye. <laughs>